Annyeong, what up everybody? It's the third episode of the Vidin Noira show. On this podcast, we have me, Noira, and the usual one and only, Vin. Hey. Cue intro music if there is any. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about Third Culture Kids, aka TCK. We've brushed a little on it on our first episodes but we're going to talk about it a little more on this one so expect to hear personal experiences and some quirky observations i hope you guys are ready for some shits and giggles with the vinanoya show ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well finally we're back again man yep i feel like it's been forever i do right <laughs> every time there's a gap between our podcast recordings it feels like it's been a while eh even though we do it on the same day every week it still feels like forever I know. Week, every other week i know it's so it's a weird feeling <laughs> so what you, what have you been up to Ben? um i've been doing a lot of animation work for my D campaign and then other than that nothing really <laughs> i've been bored as fuck how about you? What you been doing? Uh, I've been, I've like you. I've been kind of picking up on new hobbies as well. Like I learned on making music. I figured it out because one day I got, I got very curious. I was like, hmm, how do people make lo-fi hip hop? And I, I, I YouTubed <laughs> it and I found out. And now I can make my own music. <laughs> so there's that. And of course, <laughs> as per usual, work, streaming, and yeah, that's it, I guess. All right. So. Today, since today is like a TCK, Third Cultural Kid uh, episode, I thought that we should start with two truth and one lie, and we do two sets each. All right. So would you, would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, first one is, I used to not be able to drink beer. The second one is, I'm amazing at twerking. <laughs> That's the second one. And the third one is, I used to be able to drink 18 shots of whiskey and be fine. It's definitely the second one. I don't believe you. I don't care about your dance, dancing background. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I can't talk for shit. <laughs> it's like, what, what's weird is that I dance, right? Even when I was like actively dancing. Like I did, I did like um, rigorous training and shit like that. For hip isolation mm-hmm. and everything like that, I still could never twerk up till now. Hold up, though. The, the real, the real problem in your three, with your two truths and one lie. Eighteen shots? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like so. What's the time then, frame? What's the time frame? That's like within I don't know one and a half to two hours. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, so um, I used to go to the clubs a lot when I was in Shanghai, right? Like it's like three to mm-hmm. four times a week. I was a bad girl. Like, because I decided when I was in Shanghai, I was like, if I'm going to fuck myself up, this is probably the best time to do it. (laughs) So I was like, if I'm going to drink as much as I want to fuck into, then I will. So uh, I'd go to the clubs a lot. And the thing is, because the girls drank less than I did, Mm -hmm. I usually gave all the chases to the girls. So I drank whiskey like straight without any chases. And... Mm -hmm. Because um, usually uh, the girls don't finish the drink. I end up the one who finish. I end up being the one who finishes the drinks, and sometimes also take care of the girls. And I always put a quota on myself that I shall never drink more than seventeen or eighteen because that's the Damn. good. You know, that's when I start feeling good around seventeen or eighteen. Damn, dude. But a bit more than that, if I get to twenty, nah. Like at, at like the peak of my like you know clubbing. Uh, lifestyle, I guess. I didn't even hit seventeen. I hit like maybe ten or like even even like 
a little bit more than 10. Not, not, not 17. That's fucking crazy, dude. Were yeah. you like a tomato by that time? Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I was, I was like 15 kilos fatter than I am now. And it don't matter. I'm, I'm definitely bigger than you. No, I can't do 17 <laughs> shots. I don't know. I'm definitely taller than you. That's it for sure. It might have also <laughs> been the fact that it was China. I don't even know if the liquor was like legit, man. I don't even know mm. if that whiskey was legit. For all I know, it could be like fucking fake. Usually the fake shit hits worse. It hits much, much worse than the real shit. Maybe. But when I, when I got back from Shanghai... I, I avoided whiskey like it's the plague. Like I couldn't drink whiskey. Even up till now, I can't drink whiskey. When I when I smell it, I feel like Chandrik because I drank so much back in Shanghai. So, yeah. Your body has PTSD. Yeah, PTSD much. And the funny thing is that when I was able to drink 18 shots of whiskey, I couldn't drink beer. I would I would like chando with two glasses, two glasses of bottles of beer. It's really weird. So weird. I know, so it doesn't make sense. Jesus Christ. All right, your turn. All right, so my two truths and one lie are, I have served Bill Gates and Ronaldo. I have, I have tried to say, save, quote-unquote, save someone from sliding off a slope, but ended up getting stuck. <laughs> okay. And I have trekked across India, but I gave up after the first day. <laughs> okay, I have to pick out the lie, right? Yeah, you have to pick out the lie. I'm I'm gonna say Bill Gates, the first one. Nope, I've served Bill Gates. Oh, and really? Really? Yeah, dude. They're, 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 they're really cool people. Ronaldo has a thing with oranges, and Bill Gates is like the most humble person when it comes to food. Oh, okay. Then yeah. which one? Wait. That, wait, wait. Let, give, me a, give me a second try. Let, let, me, let me go for a second try. Um, okay. So it was, it was trekking across India and saving someone from a cliff, right? Mm hmm. I'm gonna say India. Yes, India was a lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have tried to save someone, quote unquote, save someone who slid off a slope. I, wait, was it a bad slope? Like tumble to yeah, death kind of slope? Not really tumble to death, but it could hurt a lot of people. So it, the story is, um, I went snowboarding with a bunch of my friends, right? Uh -huh. um, most of us were beginners. One of us was afraid of heights. And usually the number one rule is when you're snowboarding is never to take off your foot, you know, never unhook your foot from the board, at least one of them, right? Yeah. So um, we were at the last slope. It was the steepest slope there was. My friend decided to take off that one foot. Oh, my God. And then the board started sliding down. Oh, my God. And he froze because of the height. Uh-huh. But in that, because of he, him froze, freezing, he started sliding down that slope. <gasps> So I went after him, trying to grab him and the board, but I couldn't catch the board. The board was way too fast. Obviously, it was on the slope. Uh -huh. But I, I got my friend. He was fine. I stopped him in the snow, and he was able to get out very quickly. But no, I had it. I had the worst one. I landed into fresh snow, and uh -huh. I got my ass stuck in the, in the snow. <laughs> Anyways, back to you. All right, here we go. Second one. I used to hate sparkling water. I used to hate olives. I used to hate cucumbers. You used to hate olives. Nah, that's like, that's like the truth, man. Mm, cucumbers? Yeah, that's the lie. Because I still hate cucumbers. What's wrong with cucumbers? I just can't, man. It smells weird to me. It smells? It, was... like, it tastes like, you know, you know the water, you know, like if you go to a traditional restaurant and they give you water for you to, like this little pan of water for you to wash your hands in, this little tub of water, uh -huh. that's, that's what uh -huh. it... To me, it tastes and smells like. 
So it smells like tap water from Indonesia, is that what we're saying? Or like it smells like air freshener. It tastes like air freshener. No, no. Yeah, I don't like my cucumbers, man. I really don't. I hate it. I can't believe you, but okay. You know, another thing that I don't like, and it usually surprises a lot of people, I don't like watermelons. Is it because there's a lack of taste? No, it's mushy. Mushy? Yeah. What kind of fucking watermelons have you been eating that are mushy? I don't know, the texture is just weird, man. It's really weird. Like it crumbles in your mouth? No, it's like, I don't know, it's just mushy. (laughs) But yeah, the story is that... uh, Sparkling water. I never liked it because I use. Um, in general, I don't like soda mm-hmm. and olives because I've never really been exposed to like Italian food and stuff like that. And it's just fucking salty. But then mm-hmm. I met my boyfriend who fucking loves Italian shit and having grown up in you know the European part of thing of the world, uh, he's like sparkling water, olives, and like cold cuts and cheese. And eventually, <laughs> I liked everything. <laughs> Good job on him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Your turn. So my truth and one lie is I've been to the hospital for burning myself. Uh-huh. I've eaten to the point where I had to throw it up. And the last one is I am missing a portion of my thumb. I would say burning <laughs> yourself? That's a lie, I guess? Yeah, that actually, yes. That, that was a like, lie. I, it sounds like a trap. It's like, it's like you're using the bias I have for you because you're a chef. I may or may have not did that. I know, right? It's like um, mind games, mind tricks like here. Just because you're a chef, you're going to assume that, you know, I feel like you have burnt yourself. (laughs) What happened to your thumb, man? So my thumb is a culinary-related incident. Oh, okay. So uh, on my first first internship in Switzerland, Mm -hmm. um, I think I was like cutting leeks or something and I was talking to someone. And that's like the number one thing you shouldn't be doing when you're cutting something. <laughs> Especially if you're doing like mass, like mass cutting, is talk to someone while you're cutting shit. Isn't it usually okay though if you have the right finger posture for cutting? Like you wouldn't be Yeah, able it's to okay cut if you have if the right like if you have the right finger posture, but I'm one of those guys who like, you know, who really gets into talking sometimes. And like sometimes I end up using my hands to talk or I use my body to talk. Yes, I, I paint pictures with my hands to describe what I'm saying. That's what I do. I, I picked that up from my mom. but um, but so what happened is i was cutting leeks i cut my thumb like quite a bit of it it was it was like a really sharp knife as well oh god and i was i was bleeding for like a good six hours seven hours when they took me to the hospital in switzerland there's this thing where um they can't admit you until you sign a few papers but i was bleeding Right? And yeah, they were oh, busy, God. so I'm just like, I'm just bleeding and bleeding. I'm bleeding on the chair. Yeah, casually bleeding on the chair. So wait, yeah. you chopped off your thumb. A large portion of my did thumb. Did you get, did you bring it to the hospital? Like the chopped off part? <laughs> yeah, I did. did. Why didn't they stitch it together? Because <laughs> it was dead. Oh my God, because, because of waiting too long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's their fault though. <laughs> what the hell? No, it's also because I didn't ice it. Oh, well, they didn't tell you to. Yeah. So technically, it's their fault. Yeah. Well, my thumb looks like a thumb now. But before, like, maybe like four years ago, you can see there's like a definite cut in my my thumb. Is is So is this your left or right thumb? My left thumb. Your left thumb. So is it shorter than your right thumb? Yeah. On, on the left side of my left thumb. Okay, you know how there's like partitions to your thumb? How far is it? You know how it's like divided by two? Like if you face your palm towards your face. Okay. There's a little partition to your thumb, right? Like in the middle. 
so on a top partition, right? Uh-huh. The top right side, like let's say a good maybe now it's like five percent, but maybe before maybe ten percent off. Oh, card. So it's like diagonal. Yeah, it was diagonal. It what was, the fuck? <laughs> it was interesting. It, it was like a really sharp knife and a really bad day. How did your nails grow just normally, or is it like did it grow diagonally as well? So you had it, like it grew normally. Oh, really? Yeah. What tripped me out was the skin and the flesh. Like now my thumb looks normal. That's really weird. But you, there's a there's a difference in skin color, and I can't feel it. So is, there's no stub or anything. Not anymore. That's so weird. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, neither did I. You should you should get a fucking like diagonal thumb prosthetic. <laughs> dude, dude, I was so worried that I'd do all my thumbprints again. <laughs> like all the places I've traveled to and everything, I thought I'd redo all my thumbprints because it changed. I would have thought you'd be worrying about fapping or something. Nah, dude. Fuck that. No! I have, <laughs> I have two hands, dude. Come on. It was interesting, though. I, I showed everyone. It was bleeding all oh, over the place. It was interesting, though. I tried fapping with my diagonal stuff. I thought that was what oh. you were trying to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, I showed everyone me fapping. <laughs> Jesus. So it's, a, it's another one of those stories that you constantly retell to people. Like, you meet a new hot girl and you're like, you know, I almost died in a car accident one day. And the other one is that I have a diagonal thumb. No, no, no. My, my number one is just the, the car, car accident. accident. <laughs> Right? That's my number one like story to tell. Which we are accent. not gonna tell you guys today. We're gonna save that for another time. <laughs> when it's more topical. Yes. Uh, all right. Shall uh, we get right into it? The main topic of our podcast today. Yes. Third culture kids. What, what, what does that mean to you? Like, what? What is? What, uh, my mom's been asking me. She just found out like about the term like I think a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know how general this term is, right? Because mm-hmm. I asked my friends who kind of grew up in America and stuff, and I'm like, "Do you know the term TCK, third culture kids?" And he's like, "Nope, never heard of it. Heard of it." But then again, he's mm-hmm. kind of a recluse. He do- he's kind of antisocial, so I wouldn't trust his word on it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not many people know about TCKs actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we've said in the first podcast, we touched on it a little bit, right? But yeah, yeah like I said, TCK is mostly for me back then. It was like. Um, to me, Asians who have kind of been whitewashed, like they... Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, they have non-conventional or conservative uh, outlooks on life or like opinions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, hey, I'm Asian, but you know, it's 2018, gay marriage is all right. Like, that's pretty right, right, right. whitewashed. <laughs> so, the, you know, I'll tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I was in the car with my brother and his wife. And mm-hmm. my brother grew up in Australia, kind of, so he's pretty cool with shit, although he's kind of he's, he's hardwired with the Asian culture still, right? And right, the right. A- Asian values. And um, his wife is just full on Asian values and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what would you do if your kid was gay? And they're like, nah, man, don't think like that. And then the wife was like, don't, <laughs> dude, if, if, my, if my kid was gay... I'd fucking, like, get him in, like, um, rehab or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. Okay, that's new. Yeah, well, not like, really new, but still. Yeah, that's I was like, crazy. wow, that's backwards thinking. What the hell? It's like, yeah, I'm going to rehab the shit out of them. I'm going to get them the meds they need. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, yeah. and like, really? Like, 
I, I would be fine with having a gay kid. I mean, if that's what they want, and I mean, I mean, if they're sure of it, I mean, uh, and he's and my brother just interrupted me. He was just like, "No, nah, man, you shouldn't think like those white people." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, okay." <laughs> it's weird how they just like dub everything that's not of Asian values, just or like that does not agree with the our culture values as white people values. <laughs> white people values white people values yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's uh how the term tck kind of you know gets into meaning to for me <laughs> well so i did some research like i i've been using this term like forever ever since i lived in saudi arabia mm-hmm. but i just searched up what it meant this morning so tck is third culture kid so third culture meaning your first culture is your parents mm-hmm. second culture is um the country that you live in that it's away from your parents country and the third one is yours so it's the combined or like the new fusion of whatever culture that may be like for instance for me my mom is filipino my dad is filipino mm-hmm. um they live very filipino lives they've been in the philippines forever until they had me and i was born in saudi arabia mm-hmm. so my host country would be saudi saudi which really shows in the way i, I act the way i talk and you know the way i live basically i love arabic food I talk with my hands a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't mind if I had my own home. I wouldn't mind inviting strangers if they want to have some food, or at least I, have, I always have enough food to feed someone else. All right. And that's one of the biggest things that I notice about Arabs. They always have enough food to feed someone else. And next time I'm hungry, I'll approach an Arab. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third culture is basically this weird place where I'm in right now, where I'm in Philippines. I don't fit in. Then I have my Foreign, like my foreigner, my white person, for your TCK um, definition, my white person values. White people values. (laughs) White people values in me. And there's the part of me, I'm like, shit, I'd rather just live on a plane or something or live in hotels. Hmm, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it seems like a bit more defined for your case. For my case, it was like, I grew up in Indonesia, technically, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Most of my life. Well, not really. It's mm-hmm. like half-half. Uh, I kept on going back and forth um, Indonesia and Australia. I didn't really get whitewashed, to say, until I was in uni and met up with, like, Aussie friends. Right. So my TCKing happens a bit later because I used to be, like, pretty fucking religious Asian little kid back then. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, being gay is a sin. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of family I live with, guys, and I'm the odd one out. <laughs> well, I was, I was like that too when I was younger. I was brought up Catholic. Yeah, but but how Asian were you in general? Oh, um, it was a mix because I spent I spent one year of my elementary life in a Filipino school, mm-hmm. but other than that, I was in American school all the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Because like here in Indonesia, like the international schools are still filled with like Indos, and there's like nothing non-Asian about it. <laughs> okay except for the fact that we speak english and that's probably it it still feels like it's like indonesia but with english that's it all right so you don't get taught like these westernized values and views of things i guess when i was in american school the international school whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um it was filled with arabs and there's like maybe like one or two americans or arabs with american passports but um it was still like we said we had a lot of like western ideals and values coming in Oh, that's good. So you got a nice mix then. Yeah. One thing that really shocked me when I was trying to look for like news news articles about third culture kids is that 
majority of the articles are coming out are based on depression and psychology. Wait, I like the depression of third culture kids based on the University of Harvard studies, something like that. Yes, there there are um, what how do you say them um, scoliosis. There are no, there are there are academic articles. Ah, yes. Made done by universities, done by you know people who have the time to do such like things. Like journals, that's what you want to say. Yes, there we go. Like there, there are people like fucking uh, put time into ch- trying to figure out third culture kids because well, majority of them are outdated. They're like 20, uh, 2012, 2015. but third culture kids were not was not, not a very common thing until now. Yes, now because of you know it's like it's like um you know that phase when like um companies suddenly. A lot of them became very multinational and shit like that, and shit started crossing borders more. It's like mm-hmm. back in the days where suddenly water transportation was invented and you could cross countries, and Napoleon and shit were going everywhere. That kind of shit. Right, right. Um, it's a huge culture shock, and everyone's just like curious about it, and they're like researching about mm-hmm. it. I guess that's what happened. But now, I mean, it's pretty normal, don't you think? Yeah, but like. Good thing that you said culture shock because that's like the biggest part of the depression and majority of the studies on psychology of third culture kids. Mm-hmm. So the main, the number one problem that third culture kids have is the culture shock. Yep, I agree. Is that they can they leave they leave the home country or the host country, whatever you want to you know whatever wherever you came from, and they go back to their or their parents' origins, and all of a sudden their world just gets small and tiny. Yeah. I know. Okay, tell me, how did it feel <laughs> when you suddenly went back to the Philippines? How how would you describe it? Like, in a way you would best express it. Like, would you say the world was a bit dull, lackluster? Well, for me, this is like for me, moving back to the Philippines has always been a big deal. Because mm-hmm. ever since I was young, I've had bad experiences. But because when I go to vacation, when I go on vacation to the Philippines, back then I didn't have, I didn't speak Tagalog. Or anything, right? Yeah. So I got made fun of. I got bullied in Philippines by strangers because of my accent, because of the way I acted and stuff like that. And they, you know, immediately they think I'm a rich kid and everything like that. I'm like, no, dude, I'm a, I'm like a, at best a mid tier, like a mid class citizen mm-hmm. at best. But like, it really, like, it's it it really scarred me. Yeah. And I brought it all the way to after college. Like I kept on saying every like. Every time the idea of I'm going back to the Philippines came up mm-hmm. uh, within like my family talks, I hated it. I was like, no, I fucking hate Philippines. There's nothing for me to do there. I want to get out right away. And when I first came back here to live, the depression started before I went back. Mm. So it's like you being paranoid and shit like that, I guess. Yeah, basically, yeah. I was in I was in America, and it was the end of my it was the end of my contract, and I was um I remember vividly the day where it hit. And it was like, it was like, it was over like a, it was like one night where all of a sudden, like all the ideas of how Philippines shit and everything just hit me. Mm-hmm. And I remember like bawling my eyes out. Like, no, I'm not going back and, and everything. I'm like, no, I can't do this. What am I supposed to do with my life? Then I get back, <laughs> you know, I, I vented all my frustrations that one night to myself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back here in Philippines. And, you know, it was not bad. I've actually met really interesting people that changed my mind about Philippines. Yeah, it's not as bad as you fear it to be. Yeah, it's not as bad. I mean, there are points and times where I'm like, oh, fucking aim, fucking third world culture, <laughs> third world country again, and shit's like, you know, hitting the fan, like, you know, so I'm trying to break into the house because I speak English outside of the house. <laughs> oh, um, really? Is that one of the reasons? Oh, uh, yeah, because I'm a loud person when it comes to talking. 
So you can hear me speak English outside of the house. And that's the reason why some, by the way, um, some people tried to break into Kevin's house multiple times, I believe. Yeah. Really? Just because he's, well, I guess in other countries. It makes you a target. It's true. It give, it, like you speaking English and you looking Asian in an Asian country puts a big target that's on true, you. That's true. That's true. Like even in Indonesia, if you speak English, they assume you're a rich kid. Like you yeah, had yeah. foreign education, you must be flipping rich, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like then they come into the house, there's like nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> but one, there's one really cool dude I met. He he he's the owner of this barbershop I go to. This guy, he came from Toronto, and he had he had he had a lot of money. He money was coming in. This guy's a fucking like business minded all the way, like true Asian, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And he comes back to Philippines because he saw a trend and because he saw, he not saw, he thought that it's time to come back to Philippines and bring what he learned from outside. And that's a very like uncommon and very rare way of thinking. Because that's kind of unselfish, right? Yeah, it's not only unselfish. It's like who, like who in the right mind, like this is me pre-learning this, you know, idea, Uh who in the right mind would leave a beautiful country, like anything in Europe, anything in North America, Australia, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Who would leave a country like that who is filled with culture and move back to their home, um, their parents' hometown and start a, start a business? Yeah, if it's money motivated and if you think that the, mar- the, the, the market is bigger than, you know, what's establishing. Because here's the thing, um, how, how dodgy are things in the Philippines? Um, Fucking dodgy. Regulations wise? Extremely dodgy. Yeah. Regulations wise, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you could do some tax evasive shit. You can do everything, anything you exactly. want. I think that's also one of the reasons because um, a lot of the people I know as well, they go back to Indonesia because it's easier to start a business because you can dodge a lot of shit as compared to starting a business, right. say, in Australia where everything's regulated. You can't grow as much and costs are much higher and everything like that, you know. So I guess that would be one of the major motivators. I don't know why else people would come back. <laughs> well... I, I I don't want to I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I do remember him telling me that he had a higher salary. He was offered a higher salary back in Toronto than here, and instead he came here. Yeah, but he ha- he gets his own business in, in the Philippines instead. And having your own business, you could get better returns if you make things work. I prefer the life of conveniency where I can use Amazon, where I can use Postmates and get myself some food. All right. <laughs> okay. Because I I prefer um, being able to own shit you know entrepreneurial shit if i can mm. i mean that that hustle i think it's extremely viable still in like first world countries mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's like there's less shortcuts yeah yeah um but it's it's much more convenient but it would cost much more i believe in like australia and stuff like mm. that but on the flip side yeah, you have that, a larger yeah. community and support like from the government like startup grants and everything like that if you want to try something new but yeah. basically if you want a, a fail proof way of starting something then do it in a cheap country like the philippines or indonesia <laughs> it's really it's really cheap to start businesses here <laughs> and and, it, and yeah, it's, it's a fun experience well you get frustrated at how stupid the people you have to encounter are most of the times, mostly the customers and not so much the clients and stuff. Well, the clients too, depending on what you do. But. No, dude, uh, the amount of times I want to slap people in the face 
It's extremely higher in Philippines. Like way too fucking. I never had rage problems, like extreme rage problems until I came. Yeah, man, you. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, okay, let's talk about this then. Um, so earlier I saw my friend raging on on Instagram. Right, he's a YouTuber. He has like about uh, almost forty mm-hmm. k subscribers on YouTube, and but he uh, he caters to the Indonesian market, so he streams in uh, he streams and makes content in Indonesian, and then he's got like. Mm-hmm kids cussing at him and like being toxic in indonesian and shit like that okay and he got so mad at everything it's like what the fuck is wrong with the view the people of indonesia it's like why do you guys love swearing so much and cussing at people and bringing people down with every fucking chance you have he was like going on a full rant and he's like don't you know i make content for little to no money for you guys all for you guys all those views like you think i'm a billionaire Hell. and everything like i i I make content pretty much for free for you guys, and this is how you guys repay me. Crazy. Yeah, he got he got really angry. That's also one of the reasons I ditched um, making content in Indonesian. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, there's like a recent article I, I saw it like pop up on Facebook mm-hmm. about Filipino gamers. Apparently, toxicity in gaming is nothing compared to like, like putang inamo. <laughs> so the cursing like like yeah yeah the cursing the cursing is like you know times 1000 fucking like then the trolling is extremely strong like for some reason it's deep rooted into the culture of filipino gamers i wonder why to fucking troll and fuck around online and i i say that's true because one of one of my friends growing up one of my childhood friends growing up this guy was fucking toxic as fuck <laughs> when it comes to playing games yeah my friends too like my indonesian friends like, I wonder why, though. Like, I, I really don't know. It's it, it's so messed up. Like, how can you get so toxic? Is it, is it because game. of, like, the fucking um, rep- suppressive Asian culture? It's because you're like, oh, you you have to be polite and shit like that. And then we kind of just go cray-cray once we get the chance to not to. I, I think it's probably that. But I also think one of the bigger things, because you see it in, like, the little PC bangs or the uh, game whatever shops mm-hmm. or you call it whatever you want to call cafes, it here net cafes net cafes and shit Inter- yeah net cafe net cafes um pc bangs that's a like i know pc bangs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um um net, net cafes here um you see a lot of peer pressure going on between kids and like a lot of them like just trying to push each other to do something worse they hype each other uh, up. yeah i don't i don't think it's healthy man <laughs> it is not healthy like i oh my god i've i remember the few times where i've played in a net cafe here in philippines mm-hmm. and i've regretted each single every single time i played there i've never played a multiplayer game when i decide a net cafe i've only played single player even games. with me like playing ragnarok like in indonesia <laughs> the people get pretty fucking toxic man and it's ragnarok come on People get angry easier for some reason. Or maybe it's because of, I don't know, lack of happiness in general. Because mm-hmm. I found that I was much more happier once, you know, uh, I went to Australia, for example. Is it because mm-hmm. they never were given the chance to find that kind of, you know, or explore that kind of happiness. So they're just an angry person all the time. Could be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a big, a big portion of it is like culture, what, what, you know, who's around you, the environment. That's the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking League of Legends, they banned people like Tyler One. He, oh yeah, Tyler back. One. Fucking Tyler One. Apparently uh, apparently Tyler One had a lifetime ban, but he came back. Tyler One, yeah, I was reading an article about him, right? Um, about how he was toxic and everything and he's got this whole celebrity syndrome now and everything. And um right, right, right. but with his comeback, 
um, basically, when he came back, he hosted this um, this Tyler One League or something. Oh yeah, 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 I watched that. It was so shit, but people loved it. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the most watched. I don't know video. I think the most watched stream or something. Yeah, the most watched uh, Twitch. Yeah, stream. it it even got more views than like uh you know pro ESL leagues and shit like that. Right, right. It's crazy, man. But I don't I don't understand that the um what the hell pulls people into tyler one i don't understand that it's it's like how back in the day i loved pewdiepie he's all right i think it's what it's, i think no it's like no not don't, don't think about the pewdiepie now where it's a lot toned down uh -huh. a lot more toned down think about the pewdiepie back in the day right after his deviant art days this is like before he started dyeing his hair and everything is that what you're talking about yes let's talk about pewdiepie Wait, when did he play corpse party oh corpse party was way down the line he was already famous by that time oh really let's talk about what made him, yeah, what made him famous was amnesia i've been on the pewdiepie wagon ever since he was on deviant art all right. right then all of a sudden i saw him being on youtube i'm a, i'm like a i'm a legit youtube og all right. <laughs> so back in the day he he has a very high energy high um pitched i guess uh, high um kind of voice and play, play style uh -huh. and i loved it to bits like i really enjoyed those videos and i watched it every day but now i just can't handle that kind of like um playthroughs pewdiepie now he's a lot more toned down but i can't i can't handle watch i can't handle watching him anymore i guess it's also like that thing with jake paul you know like you don't understand why kids nowadays like jake paul yeah like that's what that's what i'm thinking that's why what people that drag people to tyler, tyler one is that they like watching him because of the antics he does, like, you know, all the weird antics, all the high energy stuff. But don't you think it's that it's like those people who kind of make t kids nowadays? That it's, it's people like those who kind of produce screeches on games like Fortnite, PUBG, and League, right? Yes. Yeah, those fucking screeches <laughs> and squeakers. Those little kids who like are like toxic as fuck. It's like I'll fuck your mom or something like that. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't think they're good influence. I wouldn't want my kid watching Tyler One, man. It's really not a good influence. Yeah, like they should at least like watch someone like Naira. <laughs> someone like someone like me, twenty years down the line, when I finally turn on my YouTube channel. God, <laughs> my I've I had a YouTube channel idea for like good three years. I've made content and taken it off. God damn it! <laughs> just give it a go, man. No, it's because like I have such. One, I have such a high standard, and two, I'm a very strong procrastinator. Okay. No, you're like so me. Yeah. When I do things, I'm always 150 percent in. Uh huh. Like you, you, you see it in my animations. I've never animated before, and this is my first time animating. I'm, I'm like 150 percent in. I've, I'm on four days straight now working on it. Yep. I'm almost done. Crazy right? man, I, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, it's that mentality where I'm always like 150 percent in, no matter what I do. So when it comes to my YouTube channel, I have notebooks upon notebooks of content. But I can't put it up because I think they're not worthy. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's like, like, um, you know how I do my videos with like Soviet Wumble subtitles? I don't know if you've watched mm -hmm. them, but I do that. It takes a lot of time. My my mm -hmm. boyfriend thinks I'm stupid for doing that because he's like, it's such a waste of time. Like, And then my other friend goes, yeah, but no, nah, it's got its own appeal, right? And he's like, but it's not worth the time. I don't think so. <laughs> I, and I'm just like, but... I have to. I, I can't produce anything less than that. That's like my standard. Right, right. right. Like, like for me, like my, big, my, my biggest limiters is that the reason why I don't put up my YouTube channel is because one, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't want to copy another person's style. I don't want to copy another person's content. And that's like, it's such a, like a strong standard for me that I can't, everything I pick up, I'm like, 
Yeah, I think I think I've seen this somewhere before. On oh YouTube. my god, I think you're too <laughs> right? much of an idealist, but <laughs> no, it, no, it's, it, there's there's this thing um that I always go by, mm-hmm. but for some reason with YouTube I can't go, I can't use it. So the greatest artists are thieves or something like that. I can't remember yeah, the line. Something but, like that. Like, it's something like that. Like the greatest artists copy from another person and make it their own and make it better. Yep. Um, at the moment, I am currently working on a script for one. This is on a TCK actually theme. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One um dish, one food dish, whatever. What do you call it? That uh resembles my childhood, my high school, my high school life, my college life, and my work life. Hmm. So representing. Your, what am I saying? Representing, yes. Representing. (laughs) So representing slices of life with food, yes? Yes. This this is not really, this is not something I'm going to do with every video, but this is the first, this is the first video I want to do. The first content, you know, first video I want to put up on the internet that I think I'm going to be proud of. Mm -hmm. And I finally picked it. Like, it's fucking shawarma. Have you, have you had shawarma before? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Have, Have you had kebabs? No. Gyro? No. <laughs> I okay. So, I barely eat those kind of foods. <laughs> so those three things are essentially the same thing with different variation. So these things, um, shawarma is from Middle East. Uh, kebab is Middle Eastern but taken to Europe. Mm-hmm. And gyro is Greek. Mm-hmm. The basic idea is it's, I guess in slipper terms, this is a burrito. All right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's an Arabic, it's Arabic bread meat inside of it Arabic a sauce burrito. yes arabic burrito basically <laughs> so i've had that in my childhood i loved it as a shawarma uh-huh. continuing on to high school same thing i loved it as shawarma and i moved off to, off to college and i left home uh, saudi arabia there's kebab i remember the first time i had kebab i hated it it was shit wait like kebab <laughs> like, kebab yeah but not like kebabs like you know on the skewer kebab but like the wrapped one the wraps oh, yeah, yes yeah 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 because I, I thought I had oh. something else. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's, that's a shawarma as well, but with a different take. And then the final one is now, where I'm like, I worked, I worked in Greece. I did, I loved eating gyros every time I was on dock. Mm-hmm. I was docked. And now, basically, the video is um, a compilation between old videos, current videos, with a narrative thrown on top of it. You know, talking about like childhood food, food. You know what I've always loved with like childhood, like back in the days when I was a kid, it would never cease to make me happy. It's like bread, uh, toasted bread with some butter and just like fucking sugar, and it tastes amazing. (laughs) That's a I like I've learned over the time that that's a very Indonesian thing. It tastes really good. Like, for, like, take a break some fucking martabak, right? Who fucking takes fucking pan- pancake batter, <laughs> put it on steroids, put Nutella, so- like, some salty shit onto it, onto it and cheese? <laughs> what the oh, fuck, yeah. dude? You know, yeah, oh, last night, I think, I was watching this video, and I fucking cracked up watching it. It was about this dude who would, like, eat random shit um, suggested by people on the internet. So okay, that's a, that's a, sounds like a very yeah, bad so idea. He first <laughs> tried out, he tried a like fucking Oreo with orange juice, and he spat it out. It was horrible. I would do the same, I think. But then he fucking tried Cheetos with like um, milk, and apparently it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad. No, like, I can I can I can think about it. Like, I can, I taste I can it imagine in my head. it like cheese it's and milk, bad. right? <laughs> yeah, it's like 
like imagine like fucking nacho cheese right nacho cheese is fucking cheese and milk yeah yeah cheap cheese and milk and then he also had like fucking pb and j and doritos oh that's fucking amazing pretty good as well and also grilled cheese with grilled grilled cheese with frosties yeah that's good too so this is was inspired i had i have a dish not dish but like a meal I like going to that's been inspired by an ice cream I had a long time ago. Uh-huh. So it's PB and J and bacon. Oh, that sounds good. It sounds like you know, um, uh, that reminds me of like you know how you'd have soul food, aka waffle chicken and like maple syrup. That's how yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. imagine it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, jalapenos and peanut butter taste really good. Oh yeah, that that tastes good too. What really? <laughs> Because yeah. I just saw it in the comments, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, like these these are combinations that you see are very viable <laughs> if you're a chef already, right? You understand taste profiles. All and right. Oh, and also when you go to Macca's, um, people here in Indonesia eat the Macca. Like you know how you get the soft serves from Macca's? They eat like Macca's. Put French fries in yeah. it. Yeah, they like dip French fries in it. Dude, that's worldwide. What the fuck? I, I'm I don't understand. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> so, what we're trying to get at with the PB and J and bacon, right? Uh-huh. Is that I don't have PB and J at home here. So you know what I did instead, following the same t- taste profile. Uh-huh. I had salt and vinegar Lay's chips, really good fucking peanut butter, like homemade peanut butter from local area, and honey on toast. It was fucking amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, there's another. There's another combination that this dude tried. Was fucking vanilla ice cream and soy sauce. <laughs> that sounds okay, but not with the milk. He hated it. <laughs> yeah. He hated it so much. <laughs> like I can, th- I can think about vanilla and soy sauce put together as fine, but not vanilla ice cream. How would that? <laughs> yeah. How would no? Why would vanilla and soy sauce sound fine? That sounds horrible. Mm, it's really hard to describe until I like I, if I make it and serve it to you. Hmm. So I, uh, I think the simplest way to put it is: Have you ever tried putting vanilla and salt together? Is like it would it taste like salted caramel? No, because vanilla doesn't have that um sugary taste. No, that's true. They have a more aromatic kind of taste. Yeah, right? it's more aromatic, more herby uh-huh. kind of taste. Because if you take out that sugar that you put in ice cream, and you just have the vanilla. It's like vanilla and essence. And salt? No, vanilla essence kind it of. It smells nice. Whereas, like, yeah, it smells nice, but it's vanilla essence, right? This, we're talking about like real fucking vanilla and vanilla seeds. Okay. Like, you put that and salt together. You, like, okay, this is what you can do at home. And maybe the, some people are listening that you can do at home. If you want to get fancy schmancy with it, take a vanilla stick that's already been used. And I know Indonesia has a fuck ton of it because oh, yeah. it's fucking cheap as <laughs> balls over yeah. there. Um, you take vanilla that's already been used, stick it in a jar with rock salt. Leave it in there for like a few days and whatnot. You will have vanilla salt. Your salt will taste like vanilla. Oh my god, that sounds amazing now. It works. It's really good. If you really want to get fancy with it, it is really good. I personally would put it on top of a donut. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> and the obesity begins. Okay. Like, funny enough, there's, there's one thing that most of my people hate. Well, my people. My, my, my friends people. hate. <laughs> my people. My people. Damn. A lot of my friends hate. And that is... um. I've only converted one person so far, uh-huh. but it's glazed Krispy Kreme donuts. Yes. And hot sauce. Oh, God, no. Like fucking sriracha? No, not sriracha. It has to be vinegar-based hot sauce. Oh, that sounds horrible. So it's sour, a little bit of smokiness, then the sugar, then the bread. Uh, have you ever tried? 
You know mee goreng, right? Indomie. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. Just a normal mee goreng one. Kind of reduce the water so much that the um, the MSG is really strong. And then you add some ketchup and um, sambal or like sriracha to it. And then you fucking add green chili to it. It's fucking amazing. I just had it the it other day. It sounds good. Yeah, don't have too much of it though. You'd like degenerate in cells and become, I don't know, have 50 less IQ or something. I do that with shin ramyun. <laughs> so I reduce the sauce till it's a fucking like thick ass, like it, it drips down like honey kind of sauce. Yeah. Then you throw in the yeah. noodles, you have fucking glazed shin ramyun noodles. It's fucking amazing. You put cheese on top. It's oh, so shit. worth it. Like if there's one thing I, I could eat like before I'm dying, it'd be fucking, yeah. Reduced me goreng <laughs> with sambal and ketchup manis. <laughs> Wait, did I say ketchup earlier? Like, I meant ketchup manis. <laughs> so it's soy sauce. It's okay. I I understood. I understood what you're talking about because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I you know, I'm familiar with the Indonesian um, use with it. So there's this weird thing I've noticed when I was in Saudi Arabia. There's one dude, one friend that I, I went to his house, and you know he was eating like how he was eating his indomie. What? How? Plain. What? So it's cooked. Uh huh. And it's just the noodles. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm a hundred fucking percent serious. Okay. He had a big plate of indomie noodles, with no seasoning, no nothing. What the on the fuck? How? The first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck? This guy's a weirdo." Yeah. What? What the hell, man? Wow. I have nothing to say for that. I had nothing to say as well. I'm, I was just like, oh shit, what the fuck is he doing? I mean, I eat fucking um, chicken flavored indomie raw. Mm-hmm. You know, we treat it like yeah, chips. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot food. too. Like, I did that a lot in my childhood, right? Uh-huh. I did that too. <laughs> I'm like, just to go back to your white people. <laughs> I know what most white people be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but it's us Asian it's people. It's fucking thing. amazing. <laughs> right? it's, a, it's an Asian people thing. It's fucking amazing. Oh, wait, it's fucking dude, chips on steroids. You know what would be perfect for this conversation? Remember that night where I told you, or that morning where I told you that last night I've stooped so low that I made a song about McDonald's and binging on it? Yes. <laughs> so here's how the lyrics went, right? Um, Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> it's, so it's based on Cold Water by, who was it? Um, Chainsmokers and Justin Bieber or something? It, it goes like. <laughs> wait. All right. Are you getting your guitar? Come on. No, I can't be bothered. So here, here's how the lyrics go. Everybody gets mm-hmm. fat sometimes, you know. What else can we do when we're feeling low? So take a deep breath and let it go. You shouldn't be starving on your own. And if you feel like binging, I will jump right over into that McDonald's with you. And all the fries and ketchup may not hit that right spot. I will still be patient with you. And I hope you know I'll order more. I'll be your fat friend tonight. Now get more sauce. Loads of McNuggets tonight. Yeah, that's how, that's like the first part of the song. I actually, actually legit made the whole lyrics to this fucking song. Oh my fucking god, dude! I've stooped so low, man. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> uh, when we post this street, this podcast is gonna be hashtag McDonald's, hashtag please sponsor us. 
Okay, I'm gonna put at McDonald's when I post this. <laughs> Hold up, we forgot it. I'm loving it. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> now we can get sponsored. Okay? I know. <laughs> Are you ready to be the face of McDonald's Indonesia? Sure, I could be the new Ronald McDonald's. Noira McDonald's. You know, I hated McDonald's when I was there. Indonesia. Oh, it's amazing. It tasted like shit. No, have you tried the McDonald's uh, chicken? No, I didn't like McChickens back then when I was in Indonesia. I only like McChickens now. Do, do you when, know when was... that the Indonesian KFC mm. is the Indonesian sta- the international standard? I don't eat KFC. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of fried chicken because in Saudi Arabia, we had like a fucking... It's like In-N-Out, where it's only in California. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So we only had this one place in Saudi Arabia called Albeq, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the best fried chicken i've ever had oh okay okay <laughs> so, i see why you wouldn't you know, like kfc now after that you don't go for fucking soggy ass kfc fried chicken fair enough fair enough <laughs> oh i wanted to um tell tell you also about um since we're not much talking about tck's anymore it seems so i read this article earlier my friend tagged me on on, on facebook right mm-hmm. um it was about this twitch program Apparently, for Women History Day or something, they're um, kind of sponsoring um, women streamers, like female mm-hmm. streamers. They have a budget of like a, around a $500 to 2K funds. It's going to be distributed and given to by this, co- this organization called Broadcast mm-hmm. Her. So <laughs> they're going to like um, donate um, some money to female streamers for them to upgrade gear and shit and you can apply for it and i'm like what the fuck you can get money for just being a girl what does the world come to can you apply for it and send it over to me just paypal it to me it's fine no apparently i'm too old fuck what that the fuck? so they they focus on on female streamers who are like high school or like in second semester of uni and stuff like that not it's someone okay. who's like your height tells them that you're like 12. <laughs> They they say that yeah this is for people who really want uh, who really need that monetary fund and you know helping and I'm like you know there are other ways to get money like working <laughs> and not streaming or be a TV streamer you know there's that too yeah and treat the streamer but I don't understand like look like if you should, if you were to get a sponsorship right it shouldn't be because you're a fucking female it should be because your your content is good that's true what that's the true. hell what does the world come to man. So weird. Can I get money because I'm a dude? Is there a place where I can get money for it because I'm a dude? Other than the sperm bank? <laughs> oh, yeah, the sperm bank. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the sperm bank, is there another place where I can get money just for being a dude? <laughs> God damn. I don't know what to think about. I don't like the idea of that. Like, I've, I've gotten into an argument, or more like a debate once, a discussion once with one of my friends. Um, he's part of a startup in the startup world as, as well. And there's this thing going on with uh, startups where they're kind of trying to empower female programmers. So um, on top of training them, they're trying to get them into the best companies like getting them um, jobs. So giving them better access to um, IT based mm-hmm. jobs. Oh, was that it? No, wait. I think it was female startups. Oh. It, it's, it's both of them. It might have been both of them. There were two programs on that day. So, and I was like, you know, I'm all about feminism. I, I'm all for feminism and shit. But if you just, if you get benefits just because you're a woman and not because of equal opportunity and, you know, for the fact that you're actually good, like, mm-hmm. why? Like, you should only get these benefits if you're actually good. <laughs> you know what's funny? 
I think the person who made that that um idea was a dude. Has to be a dude. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so you know what we should do for like Female History Day or month, whatever. It's like we should give girls free money <laughs> legally. Yeah, like I don't know. I, or, I don't I'm, know. I'm telling you, a dude maybe. made that. Maybe a dude made that idea. I think it's a stupid idea. I just don't understand. Like, come on, feminism or like it's about equal opportunity, right? It's not about oh hey, she's a girl. Let's hire her. Let's give her money instead of that dude there. Fuck that dude. Because <laughs> like th- this actually happened recently, where um I think it was F one. Um, uh-huh. They they started to phase out um the girls' dresses, like their skimpy ass dresses, whatever. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was started by a dude. But all of a sudden, there's this huge um, backlash from all of the um, models. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all saying, like, why? I mean, we are all fine with how we dress. Majority of the F1 races do not have skimpy outfits, right? Uh-huh. Like, for some reason, it's like, it, it sounded like the dude who ever made it did not have enough research or did not ever try to think about looking into it. I think the bad idea of that is that he never asked, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, there's your number one. He never asked. You know? It's like it's like well, that's a mansplaining. It's just you assume it's the best without asking them. Yeah, it's like oh, like oh shit, you know, it's there's a lot of feminism going on in 2018, 2017. Let, let's like tone down how the girls dress. Yeah. <laughs> without consulting anyone. <laughs> it's also there's also this thing with female streamers apparently getting a bad rep because of all the booby streamers. Oh. You know that? Yeah, I have actually I've seen it coming because a lot of um what's it called? Uh, webcam girls are jumping over to Twitch. Yeah, it, I think I think Twitch is starting to regulate it mm-hmm. a bit more though. But generally, if you, I think a lot of people kind of turn away female streamers or from engaging in a female streamers stream or trying it even because they're like they have this assumption maybe they're like, oh she probably isn't interested in the game because mm-hmm. she might be a booby streamer that kind of thing and the female streamers on Twitch kind of think that uh, the actions of this um, minority or majority, whatever uh, large pie, uh, whatever portion of the pie they take, um, these booby streamers, they kind of set that standard and it's affecting those female streamers who are actually trying really hard. What do you think about that? I honestly, like, don't give a shit. Like, as long as your content is good, I'll watch. Yeah, I mean, well, they're saying that because... They feel like um, as a female streamer, you get a lot more backlash, like sexual comments and shit like that, and a little less respect, I guess, and being seen more of a sex mm. object. And they're kind of blaming it on the booby streamers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know, and I don't really have an opinion of, of it. Like, if I get rude people, I just ban them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you have the tools to make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Yeah, like. I'm I'm not going to put the blame on booby streamers <laughs> just because I'm yeah. not growing in followers, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you have the tools, right? If you have the tools to stop it and you don't, it's guys kind of on you. But to be fair, I do get jealous by the fact that some people can get more views even though it's just like, you know, they're kind of flaunting their body. And the fact <laughs> that I'm not willing to stoop that Okay, I'm not judging them, but for me I wouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. I get kind of jealous, like, oh, these guys could be watching me, but you know what? Maybe they're not the people who I want watching me anyway, so fuck that. So so my question is, would you look forward to a shirtless guy streaming? Depends. How cute is he? No, actually. He is, he, he, he is like, tip-top 
shape, tip top model quality, and he's just streaming. It also depends like what he's doing. I'd okay. rather look at pictures of them than watch them stream, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, streaming, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of drama in the world of streaming, I guess, in a way. <laughs> yeah, especially if you get involved in the community, apparently. Like, mm -hmm. there's this rumor that um, it's like the world of um, being a celebrity, you know? Like, if you're in the world of celebrity streamers, you kind of have to get around. Right. And apparently there's this rumor that the females kind of sleep with, uh, with other guys and date other guys to kind of gain their viewership and everything and then dump them later. Stuff like that. It's just like mm -hmm. a whole... Um, celebrity kind of syndrome thing going on when you're a streamer apparently when you're up top there so like do you know phil defranco i've heard of him wait is he that so he... That, that yes yes i think you showed me his youtube yeah so he, he's a really cool guy but like i th i think it was on one of his shows where i heard something about uh, youtube people youtubers where they are tw the millennials version of celebrities no one watches TV anymore, watches, you know, the, That's true. you know, all the old TV stars and whatnot. Now it's all about YouTube. Like little kids don't know who David Beckham might be. That's true. If they're not into sports, but they will know who KSI is. That's true. So it, it, there's this whole new frontier on, of entertainment that's happening where you have YouTubers who are coming from nowhere, which is pretty much the same thing as a celebrity. They're both coming from nowhere and they're starting to become extremely famous and entitled yeah but i think the difference in the most more dangerous thing is that you know as celebrities you're limited to the amount of information and access you have to them like oh david mm -hmm. beckham you just get to like fucking um admire him from afar and you get to see a celebrity shit right. probably on a magazine or something but the thing is with a youtuber you they always create content for you for example mm -hmm. and sometimes they might stream so they get to talk to you so it's more pers personal and i think um content creators youtubers streamers they have more influence on their viewer base oh, yeah, and fans and i think that kind of that's kind of what makes it I guess pow both powerful and dangerous. I just hope that, you know, there's more of a good influence than a bad influence in the current generation of content creators. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I I I'd be happy if we had less Jack Jake Paul's men. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think everyone would be happier with that. Yeah. I mean, oh, recently Jack Septica went on the late night show. Oh, did he? Did he? Actually, I don't watch him. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I I think I follow... How do I know? I, I've watched a few of his videos, and I follow him on Twitter. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's pretty sincere, down to earth, mm -hmm. from what he says. And he he's pretty good looking, too. But yeah, he's not like... He's not toxic, at least. So I think he's at least one of those good people. Those good influences. In terms of YouTubers, I think that... Like, gamers-wise, I think there's only... I only watch one person. Noira? I used to watch a fuck... <laughs> You wish. <laughs> you wish. All I do is drop fucking messages on and these things. That's all I do. Fucking <laughs> and leave. Oh, you're like a postman, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I only watch one YouTuber now. That's Jesse Cox. Yeah, Jesse Cox. Oh, Jesse, Jesse Cox apparently had was like the panel of some kind of convention. And he had, she made like this, this whole commentary on booby streamers and stuff. I can't remember what it was. Though. Yeah, he did. He did that. He did that. <laughs> okay. So tell me, what is your opinion on booby streamers? My opinion? I mean, if, if I won't judge. <laughs> it's not, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> the, the shit we talk about, I'm not. I'm definitely not worried about you. But, <laughs> but um, 
so titty streamers, booby streamers, whatever you want to call it. I honestly don't mind them as long as they're there, they are there for the right intentions. If they're there to like farm money from all these poor sods online, just who hasn't seen a tit in a day of their life, you know, then yeah, I have a problem with it. But if, if they're just there to, um, to have fun and that's their choice of um, where, so be it. But they're not particularly like farming money if the people voluntarily give them money, right? Yeah, no, I know, but it's like you, you, it's you are, um, you are turning an innocent form of uh, what's it called entertainment and changing it to another, like, to turn, to turn, basically turning it to a business. Hmm. Right. Yeah, fair enough. For me, I guess it's generally. I, I don't I won't judge like I said <laughs> and generally it's fine like I don't really give a shit if it doesn't affect the other people or the platform that they're in or the environment that they're in negatively mm-hmm. like the bad thing is like when you start kind of booby streaming on YouTube and you get kids watching like that's kind of inappropriate oh, but if yeah. you're like booby streaming on like a cam girl site then like I don't give a shit I mean it's that for you're doing it there for a reason right, and it's right. a you know it's a perfect place to do it but if you're like yeah if it's like on twitch when it's where it's kind of inappropriate mm-hmm. for example it's kind of like gray area i kind of don't like the idea of it is there a, a mature um rating or like a mature like gate on twitch there is but it's still not sexual not for sexual stuff it's more for like swearing and like right. smoking and vaping but you, you think that'd be under like the clauses or not for mature audiences it actually says that you shouldn't be wearing anything you shouldn't be giving like any sexual i don't know vibes or something i don't know Mm -hmm. you should be wearing whatever's appropriate appropriate um to uh equivalent to what you'd wear when you're going out like to a restaurant or something that's what Mm -hmm. they say i don't know it's kind of vague but i know that twitch has banned a few titty streamers oh yeah that's definite i think that's extremely definite i mean i see it on the highlights the twitch highlights uh-huh. like when the... oh yeah you, i watch those too um so you just finished listening to the number one podcast on my mom's list the vin and Nora show so i hope you enjoyed everything I hope you enjoyed the topic for this episode, Third Culture Kids, and thanks for listening. And as usual, you can find out all our social media accounts down below in the description box. So if you enjoyed the podcast today or feel it a bit generous, click that like button, subscribe, and leave a comment. And it's me, Vin, signing out. Bye-bye. And it's Nora signing out too. Bye-bye.